Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. It's the Appointment to Listen Transport podcast, and this week we're sounding the alarm. Local authorities received 15% more funding in the year just gone than the previous year. You know, in a year like no other, for obvious reasons, you know, that is to be applauded. They're having to spend time and effort and money on these proposals that they put forward. I do think a longer term funding approach would be very much welcomed by everybody and allowed to greater sustainability and better efficiency. This is Paul Hutton with Adrian Tatum as we talk road conditions with the chair of the Asphalt Industry Alliance on the day they release their annual alarm survey on this week's Highways Voices. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. So Rick Green's take on today's alarm survey to come on this week's Highways Voices with some really important background to the state of roads in this country. We've also got this week's gold star for one person or organization as we have adrian's accolade to come too and adrian's here now he's a prolific writer on highways news your daily go-to place for everything you need to know about the highways and transport technology industries what's caught your eye since we last chatted adrian so obviously today's big news is all about the alarm survey more about that from Rick Green in a minute and our reports on the website, highwaysfornews.com. Going back to Friday, though, the CIHT calls for the manual for streets to be made government policy. The idea there is the, is the improvement of the integration between planning and transport across the UK. Further money announced for hydrogen buses and air quality, 120 million being made available through new zero emission Buses Regional Area Scheme. And uh, interesting story along the same lines, air quality again, which is cropping up more and more over the last few months on Highways News. Lorries and children in Swindon are to uh, carry air quality monitors with them to further improve the data available to the council on rises and indeed uh, reduction of, of air quality in the region. Loads more linked to air quality when it comes to electric vehicles on the site this week as well, Adrian. I think it's a really key industry point right now as the clock's ticking really very fast towards the banning of the sale of fossil fueled vehicles in 2030. And a British company says they've cracked the issue of electric motors needing very environmentally unfriendly magnets in them, and they're looking for funds to expand and you can check that story out on Highways News. Another one, ITV keep popping up on Highways News more than you would expect. First, they bought a load of distancing tags from transport firm Clearview Intelligence to get their TV shows on air. Now they're helping the growth of the location referencing company What Three Words? Find out how on our site. And a really important story about the value of ITS. Wrongly, in my opinion, the use of technology in transport's been given a bit of a kicking in the press. Large around the subject of smart motorways. Now some research we're reporting on on highways news from Europe shows just how much good digitising the road network and using ITS has been. Check out the evidence on our site. And well done to ITS UK. It's launched a membership drive, as you know. Now it's giving money to charity on behalf of those who've recruited new members. So if you're an ITS UK member, recruit another and you'll get 100 quid to go to the charity of your choice double value there for something we very much applaud here on Highways Voices. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. 
So 25 years ago, the Asphalt Industry Alliance published its first alarm survey into the funding and conditions of the local road network. The 26th has been published, a truly independent survey of local authority highways departments in England and Wales. Now, the alarm survey stands for Annual Local Authority Road Maintenance Survey, and it provides a detailed insight into the funding and conditions of the local road network based on information provided directly directly by those responsible for its maintenance. Its findings are used by stakeholders across the sector for tracking, benchmarking and planning purposes. Now, you can read a summary and get a link to it on highwaysnews.com. But let's dig a little deeper with AIA Chair Rick Green, who joined Adrian and me to review the document. And he started by picking out his key points. Let's start with the good news, because there is some good news that on average, local authorities received 15% more funding in the year just gone than the previous year. You know, and in a year like no other, for obvious reasons, you know, that is to be applauded. You know, there was lots of other competing funding requirements uh, across the board last year. So for funding to be up 15% year on year is great. However, I suppose that really comes on the back of the previous year was particularly poor. And actually... The funding levels last year was only very similar to where it was in 2019. And this constant changing of funding levels is part of the problem. But maybe come back to that later on. The the local authorities basically have a significant shortfall in the amount of funding that they believe they require. In fact, in our report, it says it's £752 million less over the course of the year than they need to maintain the roads. And they do have a statutory obligation to maintain these roads, but they haven't got enough money to do it. They set their own targets. So if you turn to conditions, the local authorities set their own targets for conditions and they they can't meet it. They haven't got enough money to meet their targets. If they did, if they met the targets that they'd set themselves, there'd be 14,000 more miles of road in a good condition. And also another key indicator that we always look at is how many potholes have been filled. And it's a bit of a double-edged sword sometimes, potholes, because, you know, last year we filled 1.7 million potholes, which is one every 19 seconds if you do the maths. And some people might think, oh, that's good, lots of money. But actually filling potholes, you know, is a failure, not a victory. All those potholes are is a symptom of a poorly maintained road in the first place. They get expensive, they're wasteful. So the fact that we've done more potholes is stopping people driving into them, but actually it's not a good indicator that the amount of potholes have gone up. And then probably the other most significant indicator that we look at is what we call the one-time catch-up, which basically is if the local authorities had as much money as they wanted, you know, how much would it be to get the network back up to a condition where they could then maintain it going forward for the amount of funding they're getting now. And this one-time catch-up is now over £10 billion and would take 10 years for local authorities to get the highways in the condition that they could then maintain efficiently and effectively going forward. So a bit of a mixed bag, but overall, we've still got a significant funding shortage for local authorities. Bidding for funding seems to be an even greater challenge for the whole supply chain as well as local authorities. So what what would you suggest an alternative approach is right now? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, Adrian. I mean, local authorities 
are hard pressed with the amount of funding they're getting at the moment, but they are having to compete for funding by, you know, quite weighty proposals, you know, and they're competing with each other. They're having to spend time and effort and money on these proposals that they put forward. And, you know, I think that there could quite easily be a, I don't know, maybe some kind of outline proposal and then the ones that aren't going to go forward get kicked out there i'm sure it could be streamlined so that the local authorities don't have to spend quite so much time and effort because all the ones that fail you know they've spent the money they've used the time and and they never get through the competition so a a more streamlined competition might be of great benefit to the local authorities the local authority self-assessment questions for 2022 are set to include more questions around sustainable approaches to maintenance mm-hmm. and proof of innovative approaches that lead to more proactive maintenance. Now, I understand with not enough money, proactive maintenance is not always possible, but what, what's your view on this, this approach moving forward? I think that sustainability is becoming increasingly more important uh, across the whole sector. You know, everybody's got this net zero carbon target. Um, virtually all of the local authorities have declared a climate emergency. But when we do the focus groups with the local authorities, whilst they are all wanting more sustainable materials, they're all looking for more sustainable ways of doing things, less than a quarter of them, about 23%, says that they've actually got a quantified target to reduce the carbon footprint resulting from raw materials. So I think the desire is definitely there, but you know when times are hard and you know you, you've got to maintain the road because of the statutory obligation, you know it's a case of do the best job they possibly can. But I think you know it is on everybody's agenda, and with a bit more resource and a bit more time, I'm sure they'd move there more quickly. You're listening to Highways Voices, and this week's Highways Voice is Rick Green of the Asphalt Industry Alliance, uh, talking about uh, the alarm survey released today. And we'll talk more with Rick in a moment. Highways Voices, hearing from the people who matter in the highways industry. Let's take a break on Highways Voices now to firstly remind you that if you're new to this podcast this week, maybe you've joined us specifically for Rick's interview, we bring you these podcasts every week. Wednesday morning talking to key figures in the industry. So sign up to have them automatically appear on your phone by clicking on the link with this podcast. And please do tell your colleagues about us as well. Also, don't forget our daily briefing to your inbox of all you need to know in the industry. It's free, it's brilliant, and it's available via highways-news.com slash subscribe. So that's the housekeeping done. Now let's give someone some praise because it's time for Adrian's Accolade. Every week on Highways Voices, Adrian Tatum, co-owner of Highways News, knower of all things highways and transport and all-round good egg, gives his praise for a company or person who's done something really great for our industry. So who's on the shortlist this week, Adrian? Well, like him or not, like his politics or not, this week's accolade goes to the Mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, but not just him, his team at Greater Manchester Combined Authority and Transport for Greater Manchester for taking the very bold decision to be the first city region outside of London to take buses under local control. You might think this is a decision that should have been taken years ago and you would be right, but no local authority has taken that decision. But this is a very bold move. It will allow 
council leaders to set bus routes, frequency and fares, which they would never have been allowed to do before. And I think given the funding that's been announced for buses over the last few weeks that's been featured on Highways News and also this week about the funding that was announced for hydrogen buses and air quality, so further investment moving forward, it's a really sensible move. Now, there's risks as well. There's no guarantee that that funding will last forever, and it probably won't. But the government has committed to uh, level up the agenda across the country, and that includes public transport as well. So I think um, Manchester has been uh, has been, re- been very forward-thinking in this decision. So congratulations to this week's receiver of... Adrian's accolade. Andy Burnham and his team in Manchester. And don't forget, if you want to nominate someone or some organisation for Adrian's accolade, do feel free. Our contact details are on the website. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. So let's get back now to Rick Green, chair of the AIA, talking about this year's alarm survey. And we asked him about road surfacing and how it can be expensive compared to other surface treatments or maintenance techniques. So should more be done to promote alternative treatments as well, something that would show councils significant carbon savings as well as value? I think, you know, if you're referring to things like surface dressing, quite a lot of it is still going on. But, you know, it doesn't give the length of life uh, that proper resurfacing proper pavement maintenance gives it's a mixed bag and i think a lot of the authorities have got it right i mean what surface dressing does is just gives you some renewed surface texture for a few years but it only lasts a few years then you have to do it again a properly maintained resurfacing program you know would last for 20 years of you know hassle-free motoring so it's horses for courses but i think they are doing some but you know, it, it's getting that balance between a quick fix and doing a proper job, I suppose. You talk about the short term fix not being a long term solution, which has often been the case when you consider maintenance funding over the last decade. So does the fact that the Highway Sector Council is likely to be looking for a sector deal for the sector fill you with confidence for the next decade? Well, I think if local authorities could have the same kind of five-year funding plan like the strategic network, it would make a massive difference. I mentioned earlier on that you know the funding goes up and it goes down year on year. They're never quite sure how much they've got. That makes it difficult to plan. It makes it less efficient. And I do think a longer-term funding approach would be very much welcomed by everybody and allowed to greater sustainability and better efficiency. But unfortunately, at the moment, we're not quite there yet. So, Rick, obviously, long, more longer term funding, which is what you've been calling for in the survey for, for many years, suggests that perhaps more could be done with that money if we had more. But, but what else? It's not just about having more money. It's about other things that could be achieved as well. So what would you suggest that could be achieved with, with more funding over a longer term on a consistent basis? Longer term funding will definitely lead to better planning and more efficient working. So overall, the cost of doing the works could be reduced. What happens is because the local authorities don't know how much money they're going to get from one year till the next, they can't put out a large scale pre-planned programme of maintenance, which is the most efficient way of doing it 
rather they're you know running around filling potholes and doing shorter term schemes and then money will get diverted out of the budget so what they plan to do they can't do you know they can't do long-term deals with people etc there's there's a whole host of reasons why if they had a guaranteed level of funding each year they could operate in a much more efficient fashion and there's one really interesting comment that leapt out at me in the uh, survey, Rick, which one council said, we are fighting a losing battle as far as the public are concerned, as they have an ever increasing expectation and no knowledge of the budget issues we face. Uh, does this suggest the industry needs to be better at communicating what it's doing in terms of maintenance, how and why, and the challenges it's facing? I, I think probably yes. Yeah, I, I think the answer probably is yes, it does need to be better at it. It's very high on everybody's agenda. Every journey starts on a local road and the public notice potholes and they notice, you know, tired, warm roads. I think local authorities, highways departments are largely full of engineering types who traditionally are not the best at, you know, bragging or explaining even what they've done. And I do think some better communications as to, you know, why they haven't got the funding. But of course, they are public servants as well. So are they in a position where they can really moan that the government hasn't given them enough money? That might be a a difficulty for them. But yeah, certainly uh, some better communications about the challenges they're facing, I think would be of interest to the general public. So here on Highways Voices, we've dug into the big story of the week, the annual alarm survey being published with some fascinating comments on the good and bad news from our special guest, Rick Green. We did say we'd be looking at training this week. We'll do that in a couple of weeks time. Next week, I think we'll be looking at cyber security. In the meantime, have a good Easter and we'll talk again next Wednesday. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 